on the beatbox today, and I'll tell you guys why I am all fucked up. Uh, <laughs> how we doing? The good few. Love you guys. Great. Uh, been having a great time on this podcast. Uh, this past weekend, though, not fantastic. I had a pretty humbling experience that uh, that I'd love to tell you guys about. Uh, I had to have um, my half of my smile reconstructed. What? So listen. Uh, yeah, I knocked my two front teeth out. One of them really bad, like so bad it needed a root canal. I <laughs> fucking hell, this was rough. I was in New York over the weekend with some friends, and we were partying in the financial district. Great night, and I started dancing with a really, really cool chick. Uh, pretty. Uh, I think her name was Julie. Julie, if you're out there, uh, Jesus Christ. Um. So anyway, I'm dancing. Right, we're dancing, we're having a great time, and I think I'm Patrick fucking Swayze or something, and I, uh, we both agree to do this like little dip, like you know, you know, dip when you're dancing with a girl, and 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 she like dips her head back and looks all fancy. Did that right? She slips while she's holding on to me, and she brings me down with her, and I face plant into the fucking ground. Yeah. Yeah, it was painful. Well, I was a little drunk, so it wasn't that painful, but it was all really intense, and my left uh, front tooth shattered, gone, destroyed, and my right tooth, uh, right right front tooth, chipped, and that was pretty much the end of the night for me. Uh, called up my dentist's office with an, a scheduled an emergency appointment for this for for the Monday after this was Saturday night, so I had to go like a full like day and a half looking like sloth from the Goonies. I think that's a that's not too outdated of a reference, right? You guys know Sloth from the Goonies. Hey, you guys. That was me for a day and a half. I looked like a monster. I was having trouble talking. Uh, I, I, I couldn't say that. I couldn't say this. I could like I was whis- I was almost whistling through my teeth. You know, it was awful. Awful. But a really humbling experience and an important practice in what I think I've been building for the past couple of years, which is acceptance and smiling through bad situations like I I didn't lose it I didn't blow a gasket I didn't shout and cry I just dealt with it I'm like well this is something that I need to go do and it's gonna cost it it, it cost me a small fortune I could have gone on a decent vacation for the price I had to pay to get my teeth fixed but they are fixed for now it's like a it's like a temporary fix I gotta go in the future, I'll have to get a crown and, you know, they'll, they'll be a lot stronger. Like, right now, it's a cosmetic thing. I can't... If I bit into an apple, I would have... I would lose teeth. That's a real thing. That's a, that's a real thing I'm dealing with at 26 years old. My lips are all busted up. It's a whole thing. I hit the ground hard. I'm a big dude. I'm over 200 pounds. So, all of that force on my, on my, on my face. It was not... It wasn't great, guys. But I'm alive. I'm happy. I'm... It could have been worse. I could have broke my nose. I could have hit my head. Maybe got a head injury. People die that way, man. The floor, the ground is not friendly. It is not friendly to the human head. So, you know, if if, if what it did to my teeth, who knows what it could have done to my brain? You know, I was getting a lot of sympathy from my family over it because I looked so awful. But in reality, I'm I'm glad something worse didn't happen. And I think that's the best way that I could look at it. Uh, it's a pr- it would be pretty easy for me to get super upset about it because I went out for a for a night in the city that I thought, you know, that alone should cost a lot. Ended up costing me, uh, I will, n- I can't even say the price. Like it's, it, it's so much, whatever you're thinking, it's more, 
<laughs> it was I had to schedule an emergency root canal. <laughs> like it was it was a lot. But I'm good, guys. I'm good, and I hope you're good too. Of course, you're good too. You're the good few. Oh man, I rhymed. I'm so fucking corny. What episode are we releasing this week? Oh, we'll go with Josh Levinson, right? Yeah, this is Josh Levinson week. Awesome. Episode 12 had Josh Levinson in. He's a comedian friend of mine, and I, I, I really love Josh. Uh, him and I get along in a in a different way that I feel I don't get. I, I, I don't really connect with with other comedians in the same way. Hard to explain, but I think you'll you'll see it. You'll hear it on this podcast. Uh, he, he's he's a great dude. Really funny. I had a lot of fun having him in studio and love to have him back in the future, but I don't need to ramble anymore. It's hard for me to talk because my mouth is still sore. My lips are busted, but I'm still smiling, motherfuckers. You can't kill my energy uh, unless you are the dance floor of a dirty dive bar in New York City. That being said, episode 12, coming at you hot. Thanks for coming by. The good few. I love you. Cutting apart the rights to any songs So I wrote this one We're not the best, but we're good enough Let's start the podcast now It's good enough Even though the universe is a chaotic ocean of meaninglessness doesn't mean we couldn't have a nice time. It'd be nice to each other. Fuck yeah, man. All right, episode's over, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's I think it. we did it. That's it. What What more do we need to go over? Yeah, it's I think true. We solved it's all true. the ethical quandaries. That, that is a really important uh, thing about nihilism that I don't think is acknowledged. That yes, let's just say, let's just say you believe in nihilism and nothing fucking let's matters. Let's just say that it's right? definitely right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Just as an I've example. never seen anyone say anything with more conviction than you <laughs> in that moment. All right, before we get into this, introduce yourself to my listeners. <laughs> uh, my name is Josh Levinson. I'm a local comic slash writer slash blogger slash podcaster. And we're going to get into all of that. Yeah. But I, dude, fucking, yeah, man, like, let's just say nothing matters. It doesn't mean you have to be GTA. I just want to be clear that nothing matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It just you keep you keep pretending like this is some theoretical right or no not. no no again you're you're saying this as fact and uh, I, no, I believe no. it coming from you but no it it doesn't sure let's just say that's of the mm-hmm. many beliefs one could have that's the one you go with nihilism nothing matters it all we all turn to ash in the end whatever so if nothing really matters why not be happy I get it why not kill everyone and hate everyone and die, die, die. Everything is awful. But I mean, like, it's still, that seems like a pretty strange conclusion. Like, oh, nothing matters. Might as well murder everyone. Well, I think that's where we're like, like some psychopaths go to. It's nihilism. It could be rooted in nihilism, but I'm I just think saying those are separate. Problems. Are they? I think so. Yes. Okay. So maybe that just took a, uh, an unnecessary dive into my mind that I didn't want my listeners to see. But no, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's one of those things where like a lot of people who grow up with like traditional moral standing are like, well, the right. reason that people are moral is because we have have these rules without rules we would all just like which to me is terrifying because if somebody's yeah. like the only reason i'm not tearing you apart is because god will punish pa- me because like, words what? on paper that were written two thousand years ago that i wasn't there to witness these are the reasons why i'm not slitting your throat like yeah. oh right 
great. Like very worrying. Well, then believe in your God, good sir. That yes, is absolutely. terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> and so. that's what makes me back away from like beating up on religion much. Is like, oh, oh, there's people out there who that's the only reason they haven't flipped out is because that exists. All right, if that's the thread that's holding you together, fine, man. Just stay away from me. <laughs> it was just one of my favorite quotes ever. Uh, Douglas Adams wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, like one of my mm-hmm. favorite books ever. Somebody he he was like an atheist, and people always ask him like, oh, you know, if you're an atheist, like how do you find meaning in the world? You know, and he's like, well, I was anticipating a good lunch, you know, <laughs> and I think that kind of says it all. It's like you can still enjoy life like you don't yeah. like we we as humans try so hard to find meaning in everything. And right. be like, what does it all mean? And it's like, you know, just try to have fun. If you could yeah. just like chill out a little bit yeah, and en- try to enjoy your present like enjoy the moment that yeah, you're in as much exactly. as possible like because like, there's no afterlife so yeah. you just gotta yeah <laughs> well, i trying. love i love that that's the going theme of this podcast i want to roll it the whole time yeah nothing matters i know um, that you and i don't have the same philosophy so i'm just like we don't I'm need just trying to, to. Get we can no, still true, break bread you know yeah, and uh and and i yeah i I, I still appreciate talking about different types of philosophies because yeah. as I was telling you off mic, uh, I believe everything is a little bit right. There's a little bit of truth that every philosophy, just some part about it makes sense. And yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get are it. Yeah. Right than yeah no, I mean like anti-Semitism, probably not. Probably should stay away from that one. I like how you would conditionally, like probably not. Yeah. I mean like yeah, maybe a little yeah. bit. Like yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously. Yeah, that one's know, more than likely not 5% chance, totally right. Exactly. 95% <laughs> chance, not right. Okay, cool. Um, Anyway, yeah, if you read the con- if you listen to the like the subtext of this conversation, you're like, is Stefano a murderous Nazi? Because that's <laughs> all that's come from his, his subconscious. You so know, far. suddenly Frankie's anti-Italian agenda is starting to really bad. come into <laughs> focus. I'm like, you know, Frankie's starting to have some yeah. real points. Here. Oh Jesus! Anyway, uh, Josh, so what makes you happy? I know you. I know you. You're a busy guy. You do a whole bunch of stuff, but like, what outside of if it is podcast or, or, or comedy, whatever, that that's fine too. But like, what is it that makes you happy? What what gets you out of bed every day? Oh boy. Uh, you know, there are just moments sometimes in my life where I'm sort of surrounded by people that I love who I've chosen to like spend my time with, like my friends and stuff, mm-hmm. where it's just like, we're sharing this experience. Like one of the things like me and my friends do this annual camping trip up to uh, Burlington, Vermont, nice. you yeah, know, awesome. and we're all like, kind of like sitting that. there. And it's like a beautiful afternoon and we're all just hanging out and everybody's laughing and it's like, in this in this one moment i can really feel like how present i feel and i'm like i'm very grateful to like be alive and to get to experience this you nice know? so and then the, and then i go to work on monday i'm like never mind that was yeah, all yeah that wrong. was a fluke yeah that was a, you know what a lot of people will answer uh family or friends but i like that you spoke to that specific feeling of the moment it's not just having the family having the friends yes yeah. you're blessed to have something that like that but when you could stop for a second and truly appreciate it. You're not thinking about your bank account. You're not thinking about any responsibilities. I'm always thinking about bank accounts. Yeah. <laughs> when, that interest better be rolling in. <laughs> when you're, when you could take a moment to appreciate what is happening, what you have, and just look around, and you're like, damn. Like for me, uh, I don't. Uh, I have I have some friends that I've been friends with since kindergarten. So we're mm-hmm. talking like 20 year friendships. I shed all of those people. Yeah, I get it, man. Poison. I get. It. <laughs> I understand that, and I realize we have something special. And there's some times where we're just things are so good i'm just like shit man so you're definitely blood brothers of those people right oh yeah oh yeah no no we talk about it all that well no not like actual blood. you never we actually have, did we have I'm an surprised. exchange blood it seems no, like something you would have done we, we talk about it all the time that like one of the reasons why we're such close friends 
is because we can't afford not to be now. We we know so much about each other. We've been around so long. It's oh, like, I see, yeah. You can't let a tie like that go. That's a loose end. It's like mutually assured destruction. Like that's like yeah. that's like if you leave, I have to kill you. Like that's, oh god. Again with the I'm murdering. With the, oh, yeah, all right, man. Maybe I gotta see someone. I, I will know. say though, uh, comedy does bring me a surprising amount of joy. And really? I, I do want to. Well, I want to share one thing. So hold on, wait. Listen up, comedians. If you're yeah. listening, comedy can bring you joy. I go mean, on. There's a ton of suffering. Don't get me wrong. But so. Um, a couple weeks ago, yeah, go ahead. I had a, a couple weeks ago. I did a show. Uh, Darren Seacrest booked it, and Anthony DeVito headlined. Which, if you don't know who he is, he's been on like Late Night and stuff. Like, he's a pretty, you know, he's not quite at the upper tier where like people have heard of him, but like right. he's on TV. Mm-hmm. He like um, writes for Michelle Wolf. Like, he's you know, and so he headlined the show, and then um, I I did my set, and afterwards he's like, "Oh man, good set. I haven't. Do you want a note?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, I want a note." I like that and he just, asked you. That's yeah, a pro. Like, yeah, and it's just like. To, to have somebody of that level who you respect to like care enough to listen and be like, oh, I have an idea for it. Yeah. Like they, they <clears throat> listened and they thought about something that could make your joke better. Like yeah, to me, that's dude. like such a high compliment. I was riding that high for like days. Dude, I agree know? a thousand percent. I don't know if I've talked about it on this pod yet, but uh, so I'm, I'm a friend of Fairfield Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. They, they've, they've been very nice to me when, you know, when I show my face around there, they tend to. Not me, sworn <laughs> enemies. They, they tend to throw me some spots and I, lo- I, I, I love the, I love Beecher and, 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 Joe and I I ended up getting on a show with Josh mm-hmm. Gondelman now okay. if anybody is aware of Josh Gondelman and me it would make sense that I look up to him a lot yeah he's one of the few big comedians in the in like maybe like B to A list comedian right but yeah. like he 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 does some big stuff really big on Twitter more importantly he's super duper positive and he pulls off the positive thing on stage which is really hard if you listen yeah. if you listen to a lot of comedy he you know most of them are most comedians are pretty dark in the end but he's you know he's still a pretty positive guy i got to work with him and i was on the same show as him i did my set i come off stage and Josh Gondelman is waiting on there to give me a high five and tell me good job fucking a man nice you yeah. can't like it no vacation could pay for your hero validating for you. No, for absolutely not. There's nothing. There's nothing you could do to recreate that feeling. It's it's so you know comedy. You may eat so much, so much shit. Yeah, you have to suffer it. a lot to. But get every to that now point. and then you get a you get one little bone to be like, all right, this is worth it. But then, like, I swear to God, three days later, I was putting on a show at Regal Beagle, and, there like, we had a decentish crowd, but they just, like, they were just so weird. They they would roll on nothing. Like, they would laugh, and they'd be like, all right, what next, funny man? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and it's just, like, totally took the, like, wind out of my That's sails. really I was intimidating. Like, you know? Like, they were so, fine. So they would hit know? on laughs, but, yeah. like, not... But and they wouldn't love everything, and like nobody could get anything rolling. Like you Damn. know, like Pete Angelo was on, and he did like okay. Sarah Shea did okay. Right, right. James Cromwell headline, he did like okay. Like they were just like they were not great, you know. Right. What I mean? But it, it was I've never seen like a big that big like thirty ish people, thirty forty people, you know, mm-hmm. just yeah, they weren't right. that into. Like, yeah. Why did you even? Co-? I don't know. So it, it was funny to go from like such a high. But then it's like, uh, never mind, back to the grind. Yeah. So, you know, ups so, and downs. So, so even in comedy, you could still refer to moments that you've appreciated. Absolutely. So yeah. is that something that you've found throughout your life that works? Because I, like, living in the moment, I know it's cliche, but a lot of people don't even understand what that ends up meaning, mm-hmm. like, to be present. So my whole my whole philosophy behind it is the past doesn't exist because it's already happened. The future doesn't exist because it hasn't happened yet. So all you truly have is the moment. 
So sure. when you could appreciate the it's moment. It's not a very good investment strategy, though, I'll say. No, no, God, yeah. no, no. But <laughs> uh, I actually have like, been meditating discover? over the last couple of years, which oh, has no helped. Shit. Yeah, I do like the Headspace app, which has been pretty, actually kind of led to me like quitting drinking because. Uh, oh, you did quit drinking. Yeah, yeah, like a year and a half ago. What had happened is basically like I would, I would meditate at lunch break every day and I started to realize how many of my days, I wasn't like hungover, but I was not feeling good. Right. Like I was feeling just worn down all mm-hmm. the time. And I'm like, oh, why do I feel worn down? Oh yeah, because I have like five beers open mic last night you know yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. and i'm not getting trashed because i had a pretty good tolerance but it was just like wearing me down yeah but i think i always kind of like i still remember moments in my life like being being peaceful and i think part of it is just that like i i've you know i was depressed for a lot of my life and so being able to like savor some of those moments like these are the moments you have to hold on to because these are gonna like you know you have to remember that these moments exist because mm-hmm. you're because there are gonna be dark moments where like you won't remember that and it's like yeah. All right, no remember you'll feel okay again it's fine yeah. you know so which is why it's so important to be present you don't want to let that moment slip you by you know yeah that's true yeah and, you don't and, want to be looking down at your phone when, they still, when it happens exactly and they still do like they still Unless slip you're you by sexting, in which case is fine always good oh, yeah. oh sexting is always a great idea yeah but, you can uh, be present for sex yeah <laughs> but sexting is never a present you never <laughs> it's never a gift you never <laughs> i mean some just a bad actually i, I guess know. i guess now and then yeah now and then but um yeah when you when you let a moment slip like it happens and you don't realize a moment sure. you buy yeah. until years later where you're like, ah, shit, I should have appreciated that. Yeah, that it's right like the there, office. It's bit. like nobody ever tells you when it's like the good times until it's over. Yeah, right? that line is horrifying. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> it's, but it's it also really like, is. Yeah. it is, but it's also like, I think, you know, and one of the things that I've learned in like therapy and meditation is to like forgive yourself for like being human and being like, okay, you know what? Like, yeah, maybe I didn't appreciate it, but that's right. just part of being an adult. So like, you do therapy as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I've always wanted to get into it. Uh, I, uh, it seems like a great idea. It seems, I, I think it's starting to become a little bit more destigmatized, uh, yeah. as, as far as like, I, th- I think therapy used to be something that only crazy people did. That yeah. was the stigma is what I'm saying. But yeah. I think now like people it, are I'm lucky cause my dad is actually like a therapist. So like I grew up with sort of like a different idea of what that all meant. That you know what I mean? Real, you know what? That, that makes sense. <laughs> it does. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You know, when I tell people like, Oh, my dad's there was like, Oh, you know what? Yeah, actually. Right. See, so. that's a double edged sword. Cause in one yeah. thing, like, Obviously, you have a focus on mental health in your household, which is yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Well, no, no, the no, next no. up being that you have somebody who could basically be a master manipulator, too. So it depends on what way. No, because it's like, you know, how like I don't know if you know any doctors, but a, a shocking number of doctors smoke cigarettes. Like, yeah, it's just a weird thing. And it's just like the same with therapists. Like, yeah. My dad is a therapist, also does not take great care of his own mental health, slash great. was not great about confronting the emotional issues of our family. Great. You know, so like I wouldn't <laughs> put too much in that. It's more just like it gave me an interesting perspective of like not feeling like guilty about things or not like feeling like, oh, this person has a mental illness, like, you know, they're crazy or wrong. It's just yeah. like, oh, OK, that's just something people experience. Yeah, you'd, be, you know? you'd be surprised <clears throat> how much of your own mental well-being lies on guilt sure program yeah. well, you're catholic guilt. right so i mean that well cath- yeah. raised catholic and right. not even strict catholic all catholic people but a, were raised but a no- yeah, exactly <laughs> it's like because we weren't we were like, actively we, catholic. we weren't a strict practicing catholic family we did all mm-hmm. this stuff but either way that that guilt it's programmed in from yeah. a young age and you kind of 
Yeah, you, there's you, like a J- Jewish, there's like a Jewish similar thing, which is funny because like we weren't raised Jewish, but my mom, I swear to God, mom, not Jewish, but she could have been fucking Kyle's mom from South Park. Like I swear <laughs> she is like the, the stereotypical overbearing Jewish mother yeah. straight down to the red hair. Like she would tear apart a board of ed meeting. Yeah. Not Jewish though. Like I just, just confused. She should have been. I right. would have worked, you know, would have been you a ever do 23 and me to check? Yeah, no. Yeah. That's I'm exactly right. what I thought. Yep. Yeah, half Jew, half just English. Oh, whatever okay, you know cool. british isles yeah yeah so. yeah and uh yeah that, that guilt you carry with you like i i had to kind of take a second take at figuring my life out as far as like i i'm gonna stop saying like hopefully sometime today but anyway uh yeah i want to stop saying you know oh but my god fillers if i listen if i listen to a recording of me doing comedy i'll say you know you know 15 minutes i don't even dozens of times like Ugh, what are you terrible. doing terrible <laughs> that happens yeah. forgive yourself Thank you. Yeah, man. All right. Led perfectly into what I was saying. So, so self hatred could fuel you for like a minute. Oh yeah. You know, my grandfather alive for years. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like if, if you, you could use it for a moment or like a short stretch of time, Yeah, but never, it can't be what you're built on. If you don't comedy, but maybe in comedy, but not for the whole rest of your life that crashes and burns eventually a self hating, a self hating entertainer of any sort. I mean, they'll eventually be in the news for something pretty awful. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, whether it's, I think you need some sort of balance. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In your life. Great. Comedy's great, but like if you're if you're deeply unhappy in your real life, it's just like it's it's gonna be hard to do any form of artistic expression. I think. I agree. You know? I agree. I. Uh, what do you do to balance yourself out from like not become too much of a comic? That's one. Like, drugs, I could definitely I'd say mostly drugs. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just I make time for my friends. I make time important. for like yeah, exactly. Very I try important. to just still have a normal. I try to date people. You yeah. know what I mean? And just like I yeah, don't know. how's 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 that scene? How's dating? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh dating is i sort of enjoy dating um so you know you know i you know i used to weigh like 100 pounds more than this mm-hmm. and you're yeah. a former fat kid as well we're, right? we're both in, in the 100 pound down club right, right. Yeah. so <laughs> very um, different lives so there's to some extent i love the attention of like dating the fact that people are even willing to date me is still like ooh, this is nice yeah <laughs> you know oh yeah but um yeah, I actually, I do like dating. I just, like, I'm not great at relationships. But I think I'm getting better. So that's, that's pretty exciting. I've never, I've never really been in a relationship. Never. Like no, nah, not really, man. Like, more flings and stuff like that. But as far yeah. as, yeah, as far as, like, a serious relationship goes, nah, like, you got to understand, I wasn't just fat. Yeah. I was really, really fat okay. my whole life. Not just, like, I didn't get to get big. Like, I, yeah. Listeners are probably tired of hearing it by now. But I was big most of my life. And then now I'm, like... I don't want to say good looking, but in, com- in comparison, <laughs> in comparison, I'm yeah. attra- like I'm yeah. much more attractive now. Mm-hmm. Problem is, I still have all the sensibilities of a fat guy because yeah. that's what I grew into. I how long has it been since you lost the weight? Since I started six years, I've but I've kept it off and been in shape for like a good two and a half years. Okay, yeah, I and think that'll I think because like I think I experienced something similar, but I think over time it does actually end up like that would be great. Yeah, I think it took me like I feel like this, and I I swear like the last year or two, my confidence is like at an all time high. That's and it's, fantastic. And it's really fascinating because one of the things I noticed right, so I I quit drinking a year and a half ago, and I lost like a bunch of weight, and like last summer I was in like great shape, yeah. like. Almost I, as good a shape will, as I've ever been. I will been. note that you got, in, you, you've been in 
decent shape since I've known you. Yeah. But when you quit the drinking, you went from like decent shape to oh hubba hubba, Josh. Like right. you're, 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 so, you're you're real fit now. Yeah. <laughs> but now since then, I've like maybe gained ten or fifteen pounds since last year, right? That's, and honestly, yeah, nothing to sneak but I but I was, I swear I I I do better with women now than I ever did in my life, and mm. I don't know if it's just like. Like some way, like one of my friends is like, oh, honestly, I think you were in too good a shape. Like you're like, like now you're approachable. Like it's like a lot of women don't want somebody who's super cut. You know what I mean? They want somebody. Really? Look, yeah. And like, this is theory. I don't know if this okay, is true. Yeah, I yeah, can't no, speak for ladies, right. obviously. Or, you know, there's no universal true, obviously. If yes. you're like a CrossFit lady, you probably want a certain type of true, guy. True. Right. But, um, <clears throat> honestly, and I don't know if it's just like the confidence of comedy, like making me not give a shit what people think about me, but I swear, like I feel better than ever and i feel like i meet people better than ever you know what i mean like i'm i'm much better at meeting a girl and being like oh hey how's it going and like actually getting a number and being yeah. like oh, let's go out sometime right, and right feeling totally okay about the whole process mm-hmm. you know that i than i did even a year ago and even though i'm not in as good a shape and i don't know if it's just like girls prefer i don't want to say dad bod but at least not totally cut versus like or i'm just like at a point where in comedy where i'm like nah, i don't give a shit what people think and i'm totally comfortable it's myself m- it's more than likely your confidence probably that, that, that would probably be it. <laughs> yeah. like the, i don't think the 10 or 15 pounds was the was the thing tracking you down. I just, but i mean um, even like i don't know like the last girl i dated you know she was a beautiful lady and she's like honestly like i like you have a little bit of meat on your bones like i don't want that other thing yeah you know? I, I never found a girl who wanted meat on the bones as <laughs> Well, right, but they don't necessarily want the whole um, pig roast. You know what I mean? (laughs) They want like a little bit of meat, you know, a little bit of fat, you know, it's such a delicate balance. It is. It is, man. And so, all right. So you're saying right now that you're basically not just in in love, but uh, in your love life, but like in general, this is basically the best you've ever felt sounds yeah mostly yeah cool. i mean cool. minus having gone through a breakup semi recently that was depressing but you know right but that's cost of doing business exactly yeah. <laughs> nice dude um is that very transactionally putting it i apologize yeah that is that's exactly what you're <laughs> <laughs> gonna be gonna be gonna be some feedback from that one no, i'm just kidding no but it happens like i mean you know better to have loved and lost and all that you know right yeah so, no, it's a little, risk you take a little bit of heartbreak it'll it'll add some spice to your art man right yeah sure <laughs> that's a that's a terrible thing to fall back on as an artist, but it is something that comes up like no matter like when terrible things happen to you, you're like this hurts, but it's it's gonna come out good on the mic. It's gonna get, <laughs> it's gonna make it's gonna give me more character. Like is it gonna, people depression is so in right now. It so. is, man. Yeah. I I am taken aback by how many people openly talk about their depression. How oh, depression yeah. is almost trendy. Oh yeah. And it's the zeitgeist. It really is. Like mm-hmm. it's like this is my time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm over here like, God damn. But in some way, I, I always have to be the outsider. Yeah. I, I get in shape. I'm not a fat guy anymore. I don't feel shit. Well, guess what? Now fat's cool again. Like fat, fat is the cool thing now. It's bad. Yeah. To, it's bad. to. Fa- uh, let me ask you guys something. I, I'm seeing fat shaming in the news a lot lately. Seeing it a lot lately mm-hmm. and how and how it's bad and how when you fat shame, it's bad. And people are sticking up for people who are overweight. Where the fuck were you when I was fat, man? what sure. come on like i i i, I feel a lot of so, sympathy though like i, I so, you oh, know I, do too, I, but... I i don't know i i'm okay with like yeah i don't I, I think it's a very delicate balance because i do be you know accept people for who they are i right. mean to some extent you can only be like so heavy and also be healthy you know right. what i mean like there's definitely some sort of like medical issues for there. sure for but sure but to the extent and I, i'm sure you know this when you're overweight 
you know you're overweight. Like you nobody do. is nobody you is fat do. who doesn't know uh-huh. or doesn't want to lose weight. You mean to tell me this isn't sustainable? Ah! <laughs> right. <laughs> so it just it's so funny that people like think like, oh, if we just shame them, like no man, they they're ashamed. Mm-hmm. There it's not a lack of shame. But on the on the flip side of that, you can't stop assholes from being assholes. It's never yeah, gonna happen. True. It's yep. never gonna happen. And when you let assholes know they're being assholes, they're gonna be more assholey. Once yeah, you tell I them mean. that's once you tell them that's where the button is, then they start pressing it. So like, don't fat shame. She's beautiful. I'm like, oh, you just killed that poor girl. <laughs> like, why yeah. did you, why did you have to do that? Like, why did you defend it? There's no winning, you know. No, no, not much. Uh, once again, folks, nihilism. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. So just be nice to people. Yeah. You don't know what people are going through. Exactly. Just do be you, nice. Do you try? Do you try to practice that? Because I know you do have a a bit of a darkness to you, but you're also a, the nicest guy. <laughs> really swell to people. So like d- depression, yeah. whatever you battle aside, like you seem to have it figured out where, well, I'm not going to be a dick about it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I do sort of balance this sort of uh, misanthropy slash kindness. Yeah, thing. you do. I mean, you do a really good job. Of thank it. you. Yeah. Thank you. I just because in general, I mean, listen, from the bird's eye view, is humanity good? I would say not really. But <laughs> I mean, but people themselves are not really i don't think people are evil i think people are maybe so caught up in themselves like i think yeah. people's egocentric yeah you know well, but they're not like i think just people get so caught up in their own problems that they're just like don't think about what other people are experiencing right. you know and and that egotistic what manifests itself as ego, egotism and getting caught up in their own problems i think something we really have to remember never forget is that the human brain at least in this day and age right now is still evolutionarily speaking still wired for survival and survival yeah. does not lend itself to being nice, being polite, all these things. It, it lends it to it lends itself to you know, hooray for me and fuck everybody else. And I'm not saying that's how you have to act. I just think that is kind of. Pro- I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't know if you know. I I assume Say that you're it. Disagree, sort of. Please. Well, no, no, no. I assume you're like some sort of um, agnostic or maybe agnostic. somewhat spiritual. Agnostic and spirit. Yeah, yeah. Like right. I acknowledge there's some funny stuff happening. Don't right. really know how to explain it. I'm too dumb to. But you know, I operate in a way that, like, you know, just in case, as a precautionary measure, measure, don't be a piece of shit. Yeah. Whether or not there's an afterlife doesn't matter. Like while I'm here, it's probably best to be decent. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, decent and relate to people in a way that is good. But uh, Richard Richard Dawkins, who's a fucking total asshole, but he wrote this book called The God Delusion, and in part of it, he actually The God Delusion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically like because he, he's a huge atheist jerk, right? Right. And he just, but he, he's a evolutionary biologist, and one uh-huh. of the things he talked about is like um, just the evolutionary basis of altruism, and so like because one of the things is like like why be good, like where would goodness come from, like why would that be an evolutionary trait? And one of the points that he makes is that if you were in a small village. You know, you, you like uh, being altruistic would actually be a great survival trait because somebody in your village who looked out for people, your village would be more likely to survive, right? Right. Somebody who like was just selfish and didn't help out at all would be sort of cast away. Right. And that gene wouldn't replicate. <laughs> so there's this, there's a sort of genetic like sense of why altruism would exist because people yeah. who who were good were, were more likely to help their tribe survive and those yeah. tribes would grow and those genes would, would survive, you know? So... There is some sort of like idea about, and when you get at the genetic level, it's like impossible to say for sure because it all comes with like a bunch of other genes. Right. When, when but, I was, yeah, I agree, but I, I guess from my point of view, I was talking about survival from a lone wolf aspect outside right. of. But a we're community. not a lone wolf. You're right. You are. You know, right. We You're exist right. in a society. I and just, we have for we're like pack animals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. That's that's a good point. 
So, but, but evolution is the reason I can't stop eating candy because you yeah. know we were wired to eat as much food yes. as we can right we, away. We were, man. I, I talk about. I didn't I'm, have grocery stores. I'm glad you bring that up. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm always sneaking in some some weight loss, fitness, health stuff into these conversations because I think it's so important to the mental health, happiness, all that stuff. Well, and, yeah, somebody and, who's also been fat. I, yeah. I know to some extent we yeah. have to be obsessed with it oh, because yeah. if oh, we yeah. aren't, we will regress. I will. I will forever. I'm, yeah. I was. Obs- I'm as we'll obsessed. Fat kids. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Thank you. I'm as obsessed with food now as I was when I was fat. Oh, Nothing's yeah. changed. Yeah. That's Just don't nothing. eat it as much. Exactly. Uh, but point point I was getting so at some pizza after this. Yeah. Like, exactly. Uh, no point I was getting at is that we are wired to seek out carbs, which mm-hmm. is not something that you could get easily in nature. Uh, we're we're wired for you know. So the fact that carbohydrates and calories in general are so readily accessible now. Yeah. In 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 this day and age, with ten bucks, you walk into a gas station, you could get a week's worth of calories. That's not really even an exaggeration. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just we're still wired to like have to scrounge to find a banana, like kill someone over it. Like, oh yeah, you need to. And now it's just so easy to get that. Yeah, that's basically why overeating happens. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, why does my body store this fat? Because it <laughs> thinks that you're going on a month long journey and you're not going to be able to eat for a while. That's why the reason, body's designed that way. There's no God. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, <laughs> there is. If there is a God, he just works slowly. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, eh, are they going to keep up with this for a million years? All right, we'll start to. We'll start. We'll, I went we'll on a few to... dates with this girl recently, and she said. um so one of the things I've written this joke semi recently, it doesn't really work, but it's basically about like I like black women, yes. but a lot of black women love Jesus, and uh-huh. like it's not great for me, right? Because I'm not like super into Jesus, right? So you hate black women. Wait, no, <laughs> what were you saying? Gosh, sorry. okay, that feels like a okay. <laughs> anyway, so I went on a few days with this this black lady, and she she says she's spiritual, not religious. I was like, cool, cool, cool. That's yeah. fine. Like yeah. I don't care, you know. Just please don't expound on it anymore. No, than no, that. no. But she was basically. <laughs> but then you know we took we went out a few days. And then she's like, "Well, I definitely want my kids to go to church." And I'm like, "God damn it! That's like not, it's just that's not the same. That's religious. Thing. Yeah, that's just I was religious. Like, you just, yeah. What really happened is you left your specific church uh-huh. because you hated your church, exactly. but you still love Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> so right, I was like right. you tricked me. Yeah, that's that's a huge trick. Yep. So I don't know what the point of that story was, other than you know. God well, it still. segues into a great conversation topic, which is uh, what the fuck the difference is between religious and spirituality. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> it's still. Uh, I mean. People are starting to turn things that weren't that didn't used to be religions into religions because the religious zeitgeist is kind of, you know, not right. everyone is programmed with a religion now. And there's more access to information that might lead you, leave you to lead sure. your native religion. Like how many people straight up? This is a straight uh, honest question. How yeah. many people treat veganism as a religion? Think of it for a second. The tenants how strictly they follow, how how quickly they'll cast people out if they. See, that's funny because I would think I think of CrossFit as more of a religion than yeah. veganism. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, no, people get dog yeah. dogmatic about stupid shit. Yeah, because sure. I, I I was getting there a little bit when I first got into uh like like more on the extreme end of training and and lifting and all mm-hmm. those things. When I first started getting into it, I start I I was against CrossFit because I was dogmatic about strength. Yeah. Uh, strength hey man, I've seen your Instagram like, videos yeah, exactly. of lifting things. Yeah, lifting. <laughs> preposterously heavy shit that would that has you no do have some surprisingly heavy things. it has no function though that's the yeah. thing about it like it's purely egotistical because there's no reason to be that strong no one the heaviest thing i'll ever have to pick up is an air conditioner realistically yeah, and that's true. what 
90 pounds. So everything after that, I'm just tiring out my tendons and bones. <laughs> well, you're like you're peacocking to to survive, you know? You're just it's, you're showing your plumage. You know what it, if it wasn't that I'd be obese. I need to yeah. I need constant stimulus. Right. I need to do something. You need like a project to focus exactly. your mind on. And like yeah. why not this something works. That makes you healthy. Exactly. This yeah. works for me. So maybe even if I overdo it, put this or drugs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I not a drug still guy. Consider drugs. I'm not a drug guy, man. Uh, I'm terrified of really missing out. I oh, saw yeah. what I did. With, I saw what I did with food. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, fair. So you know what I mean? Yeah. If I could make ham sandwiches bring me to the brink of death, what would I do with actual things that that they're pretty fun, though. I, I, they <laughs> sound great, man. They sound great, but like I already have a loose grip on reality, and I don't need that to get shaken down, shaken up any more than it. Fair. Uh, fair. No, I, I don't advise anybody who doesn't. Who, if you don't want to do drugs, just don't yeah. do them. It's fine. Another thing that's actually always fueled me about uh, staying away from the only drugs I uh, ever do ever it w- would be um, alcohol, uh, alcohol, and marijuana, allegedly. Allegedly, but, uh, yeah. yeah, allegedly, and. Don't want to lose that sponsorship money. Exactly. And uh, the reason for that being is, uh, other than the fact that I know how I handle anything, which is overdoing mm-hmm. it, I also, uh, there's some uh, some mental illness in my family mm-hmm. and uh, schizophrenia to be specific, um, which yeah. I get real nervous about. Sure. <laughs> so I'm like, people are like, why haven't you ever tripped, man? Why don't you do any psychedelics? I'm like, you know, I might not come back, right? Yeah. How old are you? 26. So you're probably like on the like tail end of like I've I've had this manifesting. I've right? had this conversation many times with people. Okay, and it yeah. o- and they always answer back the same way. So you're probably in the clear. I'm like, all right, why risk it? No, no I'm not <laughs> saying that you should like yeah. have. So throw the dice. I would say exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's a hell. Throw of, your dice on your entire it's life. It's a much bigger roll of the dice if I do it than other yeah. people. And we I'm both like, know Ben Ortiz. There's no yeah. need to do that to yourself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't need. Oh, how is he? I don't know. He has actually messaged me in a while. He was messaging me a lot for a minute. And uh-huh. I'm and I really try to be encouraging. I'm like, yeah, man. Right. Like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna hire a prostitute. I was like, I don't Hold know. For a second. Ben Ortiz, local comic. He's got a couple of screws loose. Not yeah. really sure what he's up to right now. He claims to maybe be schizophrenic. I just think he's got he's got some sort of personality disorder, but I don't know. Something. You know. Something. But um, right. He uh he like he kind of reaches out to me and he's like, oh, I'm gonna hire a prostitute. I was like, you know, maybe you should just like uh get a job, like try to focus on like positive things in your life that maybe like because he's like, oh, I'm so desperate for a woman. I'm like, I feel like. If you felt okay about yourself, maybe you'd be all right. Yeah. But it's like he's so far like down this path. There's no De- desperate for a woman. That is one that I am glad to have never. So one of the things about developing in life without really having it like attracting any women. I'll, like I'll be honest, yeah, women weren't into me when you know, yeah. obviously, you know, as a big dude. So like it's never been a driving factor for me to pursue women because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm like inept at this point. Like I'm, I'm, I'm out of that game. But some people could go the total opposite way. The lack, the lack of interest drives them even more and they become like obsessed. You yeah. Know that's what, what I'm mean? saying. I never got upset. I was never like, cause I see some people that ruins them, man. So one thing I do want to talk about, cause we, we want to talk a little about dating is that you, you know, I've seen this on Twitter sometimes where you talk about getting friend zoned quite frequently. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm realizing recently it's more me, but, um, okay. yeah, so, so, so yeah, uh, friend, friend zoned a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad to talk about it. Yeah. Twitter is where I vent to the, uh, that that's my void. I love, I love Twitter, but anyway, um, yeah. So here's the problem is that again, I, when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, as, as a big dude, women weren't really into me so any attract like any attraction that did come my way it was friendship which i wasn't like oh god i wasn't like frustrated about it but it is it was true like they weren't into me like that Mm -hmm. problem is now 
when it does come at me, when it's should be obvious for people who are more yeah. experienced for me, I tend to just like, I kind of friends. Yeah. I kind of friends on myself. Cause that's, I, I, I yeah. step I don't want to be stepping out of line. Cause that's kind of where I always was. Sure. So in a lot of situations, like it's, yeah, it's me kind of stepping on my own foot because that, that type of, uh, that type of energy that was ever put my way, it was always friendship. Now it's mm-hmm. not, you know, so there are very obvious situations where I, I could have been like, ah, man, Steph, really? Like looking back at it. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think back to times, even in high school, like where I wasn't like so overweight. I don't know. Like I, I always had like, I realize now that I always had some charisma to me. But at the time I was so insecure, I didn't realize it. But there were yeah. definitely times that women were expressing interest and oh, I yeah. just like didn't see it or I was too afraid of the rejection to like make the move. Yeah, man. Which is weird because now I'm like, yeah, just like I'm. And not even that I like make moves or whatever, but I was just like, I, like I even last night I was at the open mic and there was this girl. She's like, oh, we used to go to the same gym. And I'm like, I'm definitely gonna ask this girl out. Like there is right. no, like it's fine. Cause I would rather just express the interest immediately and be like, Hey, I think you're cute. And like, let's yeah. go out. And if not, we can be friends. That's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I would rather just get it out of the way mm. and just like not sweat it. Like, and it's funny cause there was like a moment where I'm like, Oh boy, if she doesn't shine into me, that's going to suck. But it's also like, then I, what I do is I think back to like the last time that happened where a girl rejected me and I'm like, do I still care about that? No, no, right. I don't. That's and a good that point. Was, you know, like, and so I've kind of trained my brain to be like, it's like, yeah, it hurts right now. But like mm-hmm. in comedy, we should be used to rejection, right? True. So like we're already building that like muscle. Yeah. You know, that's so, a good point. I don't know. I don't know if, yeah, it wouldn't really be fear of rejection. I mm-hmm. don't mind. I don't mind. The so you re- feel you're being inappropriate? Yeah, kind of. I because is it wrong of you to desire somebody, Stefano? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Why did I have a therapist son on my podcast? Uh, these are thoughts I never wanted to visit. You because, might be like, right because like I'm a and don't get me wrong, I'm a feminist. Like you yeah. know, I'm pretty liberal and like I I don't want anybody to ever feel uncomfortable. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to like um, creep anybody out or whatever. But it's also like to some extent, we live in a world where men are expected to make the move. So you just yeah. be like, hey, I'm interested. Take it or leave. Yeah. Like, it's no, fine. I, I mean, I definitely shoot my shot, but I probably could be more assertive about the way I do it. Yeah. I try to uphold with the same old. I don't want to be creepy. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. Not not necessarily hassle, but yeah. At the same time, I don't want to accidentally wind up in a relationship. <laughs> That's another thing that I'm really not uninterested in, which which kind of keeps me from like eh, it's kind of fine that all these things don't work out because like I pursue fifteen thousand different things. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Like I can't imagine how many. Uh, how many women would like, it sounds great at first. Oh, you're in shape. Oh, you have these passions that keep you creative. Yeah. Oh, you work like all that stuff sounds great. And then you realize, Hey, I don't really want to change my life that much. And yeah. I don't like the amount of time that you'd probably want to spend with me might conflict with what I need to get done. And like, I don't want to end up getting fat or, or quitting comedy or quitting my podcast because I have, I, I feel some sort of, and I guess maybe I'm, I'm, it doesn't really make sense because it's like if, if you care about something, you'll make time for it. Yeah. So maybe I don't care about it cause I'm not making time for it. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. Then again, I still go on the occasional date and all that stuff. Sure. It's just, so there's some, yeah, I, I talk about my, that is with my therapist all the time and sort of like, like to some extent, I do like, too, I which just, is now Josh Levinson. Like <laughs> <laughs> You're not like my billable rates. <laughs> Uh, but no, it, it's tough because it's like, I love comedy. I love pursuing comedy. You yeah. know, I have the blog, I have like a podcast, you know, I have a lot of stuff going on in my life. I have my friends and it's like, how do I even fit in a relationship? But then it's like every once in a while I meet somebody who I really like and I, you know, I make the time and sometimes I miss the open mics and maybe yeah. my comedy suffers for it. But it's like, 
am I going to be the next big comic? Probably not. So like, it's okay to like maybe try to find companionship in this world also. Right. You know, and, like, yeah, I don't man. 100% know, but I think that's okay. Yeah. So. You, you know, it's, it's uh, I agree. With, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like to, the companionship would be nice. There, sure. are, there are a few times every now and then where I'm like, I, I do this all on my, my own. I, I, I have my own support system built in, but every now and then I'd be like, ah, oh, God, it would be cool if there was like that kind of person in my sure. corner. Yeah. Like I could see where that'd be really useful. Uh, but like, I don't know if I'm supposed to look at it from that utilitarian of a standpoint, but that's really kind of, I mean, of, I think a lot of women looking at it from that standpoint of like companionships, I wouldn't worry too much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good point. Yeah. Cause I don't. Also, they'll just tell you if that's a problem, you know, I think. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, man. But, uh, yeah, not, uh. Welcome to Josh and Stefano's dating corner. Oh Jesus. Could that be a thing? <laughs> Who knows, man? I wouldn't be down. I'd be down to start uh, other podcasts. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe never again. But uh, that's cool, man. So what's going to make the world a better place? What's going to make the world a better <laughs> place? I honestly just think if people like stepped out of their head a little bit and were a little more considerate of each other, that would help a lot. You know? Yeah. Like, I just think it's... I don't know. Even like, even like in politics, you know, obviously we live in a pretty divisive time, right? Right. And I think... And I agree with a lot of people who feel very angrily about things, but mm-hmm. I'm also like, we need to have some allowance for like people to disagree. Yeah. Like there needs to be some space that people can be like, I disagree. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to like die or whatever. Right. It just means that like we need to figure something out. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is about politics that makes people in so many other situations, people know how to sit next to their complete opposite and be cordial. Yeah. Uh, like sports teams, you could you could watch a game with a friend who likes your rival team, and you guys could crack a beer together and, and enjoy Hopefully, each other's yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for whatever reason, like disagreeing politically, like you have to. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't want to. I don't want to make this about politics, but more about your answer of like, yeah, getting out of your head and yeah. and thinking about other people. I think about that so much. Like just the way, if you could just take a step into somebody else's shoes for one moment, find something in them that you know. What whatever you found to hate about them, there's also somewhere in there where you're like, ah oh, man, I shouldn't like whether whether it's something you like about them or something that makes you feel sympathetic towards their plight towards why they are the yeah. way they are. But yeah, I, 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 f- I find that really often. Anytime that there's someone that I don't really know that I'm like I dislike for some reason, eventually if I get to know them at all, whether it's through something they're putting out online or in person, I'm like, ah oh, man, I like that guy. Why? Well, there was no reason disagree to disagree strongly. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying like some people I just don't like. I don't know. I yeah. just, I can't see, but maybe I just don't know them that well. And yeah. that's probably it. There's and nothing it, wrong with not liking people. I, no, I was telling no. Andrew Morgan on one of my last episodes that I'm very similar to like a friendly dog where I like, yeah. I, it's not, it's not an act. I really do like yeah. most people. I'm more like a cat where I'm just like, yeah. I'm skittish. <laughs> yeah. And like, if you chill, I'll <clears throat> chill with you. But yeah. if you're not chill, I'm going to scratch you. And that's nah, fine. Man, I like everybody. I like people with grit that I completely disagree with that. I feel uncomfortable around even just cause yeah. like there's something about them. I, I want to know why, you know, I, I, I will find some, some, I will go to the core of just about anyone I meet and like, I will find something that I like about them mm-hmm. and that's what I'll make their per like, how i think of them i'm not yeah. just gonna know them for what i hate about them sure that's there inherently i don't have to think too hard to know what i hate about somebody but yeah when you get to know them and, and all that but either way i just find that i just like a lot of people i like different personalities i like yeah, the, the role yeah. of the dice the chaos of how people arrive to who they where they are and why they're so into something and it is like it's so fascinating to me because like for me like i love meeting new people and it is so interesting but i'm also sort of an introvert where like 
I'll do that. And then I'm like, okay, I got to go play video games for like 10 hours and not talk to anybody because wow. it's just like drains me. And so I have this sort of duality in me where like, I want to be super social and meet people, but there's like this like ticking clock in my brain, especially now that I don't drink where I'm just like, when I get drink, I just wouldn't care. I'm like, yeah. fine, I'll just keep drinking. Yeah, and it'll yeah. be fine. But now I'm just like, okay, that's enough talking I def- to humans. I, oh, I know? definitely have both in me for sure. I definitely have the, the intro, not the introvert gene, but I have the ability to remove myself from the, social square and just be like well you're doing this now you know you don't have to be connected you don't have to uh, you don't have to be relating to people right now right now this is you know well quote unquote me time you know like like, uh like going on hikes or walks or runs by myself lift world of warcraft for 12 hours yeah Yeah, man man. whatever you got (laughs) i used to be a lot more into video games i love video game and love video game culture and would probably play them a whole lot more if i could find the time to really pull it off but yeah, man. No, See, for me, a lot of times it's like, oh, I could go out with this girl or I could play, keep playing video games. Really? And, oh, yeah. What, what keeps you so, what kind of video games are you into? I'm mostly playing World of Warcraft these days. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's, that's extra. That's next level nerd I shit. just, oh, yeah. I'm full on. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a full nerd. I know yeah. I don't look like it. I'm like a sexy nerd. You are, that, yeah, you I are. I think Harper once said that like Josh is like what nerds hope they could be someday. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like that was a compliment, you know. That's so spot on though. Yeah. You're like in the movie, you'd be the dude like, oh, we need to do a makeover, and they take off your glasses and you're <laughs> Superman. Like you're, they, that's all they nice. needed to do. Like that's the only thing that that connects you to the nerd world, really. On on a physical, like if I if I look at you, that's yeah, the, just the glasses. Once you take yeah. the glasses off, you're like, oh Jesus Christ. Well, once I start man. talking though, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 that's He's definitely yeah, an that's engineer. It. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big time engineer, ladies. You hear that? I don't that's right. know. That, I am single women, for now. The three right. women that listen to this podcast. Hey, I know you got some cute friends. I got no problems I here. definitely do have some cute friends, yeah. for sure. I don't, I don't know, know if they're age appropriate, but that's okay. What? I'm, tw- uh, uh, what? I'm 38. So You're 38? See. Yeah, man. I keep forgetting yeah, how, how how Josh Levinson doesn't age. Right. Tell I don't know if you remember what you told me about why you didn't age, if it's like a line that you use on stage, but I know, and I, w- yeah. I wanted to bring it up if you don't. It's a semi-lie, but no, it's, no, it's absolutely the case. Yeah. I basically, yeah, I got a computer when I was like 14 and I just stopped going outside. Yeah. <laughs> Which it. is so counter counterintuitive to what we believe about exercise, but it is true. The yeah. sun beats the, sh- it, yeah. Your, your sun is your, one of the hugest skin, aspects. Your yeah. skin kind of ages with the sun. I don't know what it is, but, yeah. Yeah. but, uh, Gives you wrinkles and the such. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. play a lot of sports. Yeah. I didn't yeah, wear myself out with all the relationships or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Jesus Christ, you really are 38. Yeah, I'm only 39 in like two months. So. Man, yeah, man. man. That's fantastic. It's okay. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's awesome, man. I and and yeah. And no, I love. Honestly, I love my thirties. I would. I. I. I don't know. I feel better than ever. Honestly, my thirties have been great. I feel very comfortable with who I am, and like I'm hey, being very happy with that. So help. All right. Quick, before I get into one of our last questions, which will be mm-hmm. a little bit later on. Uh, so a lot of the listeners will probably be my age. They're headed towards their 30s. Mm-hmm. You're in. You're living what seems like your best life. You're in yeah. great shape. You got a place. You, you, yeah. You got a de- good job. You got uh, uh, comedy. All the, all the, you got passions and pursuits. All these sure. things. I got a cool cat. You, yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> have some, yeah. you have some sort of stability under your feet, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would say so. You yeah. Know? For sure. So quick crash course. For some, I have many people listen to this who are approaching their thirties yeah. or in their twenties. Maybe something. How could you? How what? What kind of wisdom could you put on people? Like, oh man, yeah, like I quick, don't know. Quick crash course. Quick things to figure out before 
yeah a lot of it is just hard because like until you have any sort of like economic stability which basically does take a while Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's very hard to like figure out what your shit is yeah that guy's money that's it that's the key to everything money buys happiness yeah i mean (laughs) no go on right it's not wrong like you can see the world with money yes it helps um but i think i don't know i think it just sort of happens naturally because you you get to you get very comfortable with yourself and who you are and just sort of like not apologizing anymore for being that person just saying like fuck it i don't care i don't need to like impress anybody anymore like i'm just like this is me you know being unapologetically yourself is huge yeah yeah the whole back to the guilt complex not being ashamed of who you are yeah and being able to just do the things that you like there are the things that make up being me there there's got there's like at least half a dozen that i feel like come with shame and you just have to shed yourself of it in order to really enjoy it. Like, yeah, the pursuit of making myself some sort of meathead athlete, like great shape, all that. Stuff. Yeah, it's obvious. Uh, all the compliments and shit that that you get from it. Yeah, there's there's a huge amount of ego to it. Sure. But just say fuck it, man. Yeah. Or getting on stage for me in uh, multiple different platforms, whether it's uh, theater or comedy. Yeah, man. There's something ridiculous about dressing up. And pretending to be another person and for basically old people, but like there with just knowing that it's a part of you, a part of a way that you get to express yourself. doesn't matter what other people think about it. Just if it brings you joy, do it. Long as for it's not sure. not as yeah. long as not long as it's not hurting anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah for it's sure. A very important point. I, I, I do think it is interesting because it's just like it's one of those things where I feel like for me, I held on to a long time to this idea that like like I've always been a nerd, right? But I think for a long time I was like, well, I'm a cool like I do drugs and I drink and I party, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which yeah. is, sounds fucking stupid. Yeah, I understand, yeah, yeah. No, but like it, yeah. in my brain I was like, oh no, like I'm I'm like different. And at some point I think I hit a point where I'm just like, you know what? This isn't good for me, and I'm like tired of like living this life for other people like oh i have to keep drinking because like all my friends drink and mm-hmm. we all party like why i don't like it's just tearing me apart because i can't deal with it and so it like you know for me it changed my life forever i was like okay now i can like be okay most of the time and yeah. that you know but i think it's just there are a lot of little things i think that added up like one of the things that happened is i remember i don't know i was like 31 or 32 and a friend of mine was like i'm a computer engineer right so i like make a decent salary right and a friend of mine was like oh you're making like good money you must have so much money saved up and i had none i was like i had no money saved up because yeah. i just spend it right and it made me think yeah i'm being pretty stupid about this so i was like i got on mint.com and i started tracking my budget and i'm like okay and i rose i was spending like at least 200 dollars a month drinking and partying was that and, 300 yeah at least. okay yeah. yeah and but it's just like you know it's not that it necessarily affected my life but at least keeping track i was like okay i always have a budget now right. and so it, it made me think about it and at least now i'm like okay do i need this yeah do i need to spend this money and then and then you get to a point where like okay i can splurge on this because i've earned it but most of the time you're gonna be like eh, maybe i'll just hold on to the money because right. i'll probably need it later yeah you know and enough times you run you know you you have a problem like oh i'm glad i have that 500 bucks because yeah. my car broke down or whatever right. you know what i mean and so but I think it's just, I don't think there's any like real piece of advice you can give other than like saying eventually you can stop worrying about being cool and just like live your life. <laughs> Damn. Yes. You know? yeah, I would love to get, I'm, I'm further out of that than I was maybe a few years ago. Sure. I definitely still hold on to a little bit. Of, uh, I think it's somewhat unavoidable though when yeah. you're young, you know, yeah. it's just, it's the nature of it. It's not, it's nobody's fault. It's just how right. it goes, you know? So. Right. So in short, be yourself. Yeah. Right. Be yourself. Yeah, that's, that's, that, and don't that's worry really so much about it. Like, I, everybody else is also like worried about what everybody thinks and mm-hmm. like 
like people are jealous of you in ways that you don't think and vice versa. So yeah. like, like you're people, never able to see that outside yeah, perspective of yourself. No. Even if someone tells you to your face. Yeah. Like I feel insecure sometimes and, and the people are like, dude, what are you kidding me? Your life looks amazing. And I'm right. like, yeah, I hope, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But like, for, you know, we're all looking at, at each other from the outside and everybody's got their stuff going on. And like, that's, that's you know, I don't know. I, I always like to say every, every uh, what is it? Everybody has their shit. Yeah. You know, sure. Whatever. You know, whatever the outside tends to represent, like that are, are seem to represent, there's just there's a little bit more to that story. Obviously, people tell the best story of themselves that they can. Yeah, and the more glamorous their lives look, I bet you hard that like there's even more turmoil inside. Like you see right. these like Westport people with their fancy mansions and shit. There's stuff going on in there you have no oh, idea. They, you know, yeah, because they're jealous of their their neighbor with a two million dollar house. They're right. they're even more unhappy than you. You wouldn't fucking believe how much that stuff does not fulfill you. Yeah, so, it's true, man. you know, just try to hang on. <laughs> You'll be all right. Maybe. That's why I worry less. Of, like I, I definitely used to have a complex about like, Oh man, this entertainment stuff. I hope it makes me famous one day. Sure. And once you start to let go of that, you start to enjoy it more. Where yeah. You're like, okay, it doesn't matter if I get, why would I want to get famous off this stuff? So I could do it as a living. Well, why don't I have a job? and just do this as often as i can yeah and i would love is. to i would love to do it for a living in the sense of like it would be super fun for me at least to just get stoned all day and write jokes right but i don't really crave fame in the sense that i can't go grocery shopping without being left alone like that yeah. sounds horrible that does sound pretty rough yeah so like just being slightly famous where like people would know who you were like yeah you seem cool but like most people don't that right. would be ideal yeah yeah, yeah, that's and I guess the, the the comedian way is actually one of the few forms of fame that you can pull it off with. Like, yeah, Stash talks about being like Big J would be his ideal form of oh, like fame, perfect. where he's like pretty fame, like we know who he is, and yeah. we'd be like hell yeah, but most people would not stop him on the street. No, no, if, you, if oh, he's be like, down, why are you wearing those if, pants? Yeah, if he's walking down just the way that he's dressed. Uh, yeah. for people who aren't comedy fans, uh, Big J Okerson is a large uh, New York comic. Like he's a big dude, beard, scruffy. Honestly, if you didn't know who he was you're like oh this is a truck driver just rolling through town he looks like he never got over the like new metal craze (laughs) yeah exactly yeah he looked he yeah he just he looks like a lincoln park album absolutely and with like a monster energy drink sitting on top of it and (laughs) he is a really funny dude but he's got that like he's not like strikingly handsome he doesn't like you don't know that he's famous just by looking at him and unlike Josh, who does look like a famous person, sure. you should watch out with this entertainment stuff, man. Someone, I am not that worried. Someone's going to wrap you up, dude. Okay. Seriously. NPR would love to make you the face of something. <laughs> you're, you're perfect. Hopefully you're perfect they pay for, for it, some man. hair plugs because this hair is not going to last forever. That's you, my vanity. You gotta, vanity. You, is, is that is the, is the hair? Uh, is it's the slowly hair going the, back. Yeah? yeah, for is, sure. Is that an insecurity of yours, the hair? Have you a ever, little bit. Have you ever rocked the bald look just to see? No, oh my God, no. I'm Be- afraid if I do it, I'll not, never be able to go back. Believe it or not, in high school, I had a phase of going skin bald. Really? Yeah, just to like for one summer because hmm. I just wanted to know. I wanted to get to that. See. I wanted to get that insecurity out of the way right now, right there. So I didn't. A have very to think wise of, thing for high school. Yeah, I, I didn't student. want to. I also went through a Buddhism phase, so it went really nice. Oh. And I felt like a Buddhist monk when I was when I was going skin bald. But point being that I learned to appreciate and love my bald head. I'm like, you know what? If this shit goes, it goes because I like my I, I, I like the way this looks. Yeah. But also, I think taking that anxiety off myself will make my hair stay in my head forever. <laughs> because now, because like I don't I'm, think that's how it works. But I'm all right. not afraid of going bald. You think it's fear that makes people hair? We would have noticed by now. Yeah, yeah, you know, now that I say that out loud and when you say it back to me, yes, yeah, it, it does sound pretty fucking stupid. So maybe you know, uh, well, guys, you know, I'm not an expert in anything. If I'm, you want to, my real advice, if you want to have a stable 30s, is become a programmer. <laughs> 
shit. Yeah. That's a very good point. You all need to learn to code. That's, that's a the very, only job that'll be left soon enough. Very good point. Yikes, man. That shit's uh that shit's coming. The uh the the Singularity. The singularity, for real, man. Yeah, I think sure. I think about that shit a lot, but you Skynet, know. yeah. Yeah, whatever. And it's it hap- it's every day it gets closer and closer to Hopefully. Yeah. Right. <laughs> only thing that worries me about like that we don't talk about enough because it kind of went under the rug. It was an old news story where uh, f- I think it was Facebook had to kill an AI. They had to end it because it started conversing in a language that they couldn't understand. If you guys understand the implications Isn't of that, that for true? Me, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was Facebook or maybe it was Google, but some sort of AI, hmm. artificial intelligence, was communicating in a language, some sort of computer language that we didn't understand, so they killed it. And hmm. in the way that com- computers could theoretically communicate, yeah. What if they had a 500,000 year long conversation that lasted seconds for them? Yeah. And it's way faster than neurons. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that shit worries sure. me. Yeah. So. Neurons are trash way of oh, conducting gar- electricity. They're garbage. But we don't want to bore people about science that did I you don't ever, understand. Did you see her? Yeah. I, yeah, that was yeah, a really I loved, good movie. I loved it a lot. Joaquin Phoenix about to fuck up everyone again with being Scarlett Johansson did a great job oh, like, my with God, her just sultry voice. Yeah. Yeah, she was, was the like, right. Yeah, you could. Yeah, she was I the right love. voice for that role. Now she's the wrong person for every role because she's obsessed with bad press and just keeps on. Have you seen that? No. She just keeps on showing up in the news. She's like, oh, I'm gonna play uh, mentally ill per- or uh, 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 someone who's uh, yeah, some someone who's mentally ill or or I'm gonna play someone who's Asian. Like she just keeps on getting oh, these really? roles that she should not be taking as a Yikes. straight white woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so I guess we kind of touched on this, but I could still get you to formulate a different answer, which I, normally uh, I, I ask at the end for my guests who uh, go out on something that they could be. Uh, I, I call it speaking something into infinity because a podcast lasts forever. So yes, the whole conversation is technically being spoken into infinity, but for something that could be Josh Levinson forever, because these podcasts will always be hosted. You'll always be able to listen to them. What would you say? Could be a piece of advice. Could be uh, a truth that you've arrived on. But yeah, we have talked a lot about that. God, a piece of truth. I mean, I just, yeah, it's okay to just be you, you know, you don't, you don't owe anybody anything like, you you didn't ask to be born and uh it's life is hard uh, that's fine like don't don't keep punishing yourself because life is hard um and just like forgive yourself and and it'll be okay like you're just a you're just a human and uh that's a perfectly fine thing to be i hope everyone who needed to hear that heard that go back and listen to it again if you need to because that was an important piece of information i'm really hoping someone who needed to hear it at the time uh connected with it because that's very huge yeah it's all right to be you. I'm all on board with that, dude. Yeah. That's something I, you know, it took me a long time to learn that about myself. So, and that's yeah. something I'm still learning Always. about myself. Work so, in progress. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a mantra I probably tell myself because there are times where I'm like, you're not a great person. And yeah. I'm like, no, you're a bad person, but that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, fuck yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you so got too there. profound. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's just profound enough. This is cool. It's, cool. it's 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 good enough, as we say in the name of the show. Nice. And uh, no, it's 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 perfect. And uh, what I I don't care. However, people want to end this, yeah. you know, and and these episodes. It could be on something profound. It could be uh, when when I had Stash on. He said Trump twenty twenty. Oh my god! <laughs> I fucking hate Stash so much. <laughs> then when he on, is the ultimate troll. He is the ultimate troll. Yeah. I shouldn't have given him a platform. No, to do he's it. hanging out on something awful. So like he's exactly. he's trained exactly. 
Uh, all right. So where can people find you? Tell them about the blog. Tell them about your socials, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, BetweenTRocks.com is a blog I write about New Haven. It is hopefully funny about like just politics and news. I've read a few do. of these articles. They are fantastic. Really well written. This guy... Uh, I, I don't know if he believes in New Haven, but like, God damn it, he cares yeah. to some no. degree. I'm a cheerleader in the Between Two Rocks podcast. And also you can follow me, uh, JLevNHV on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram is super boring, so just follow me on Twitter. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're, you're really good. At, I, li- I like your shit on Twitter because the, a lot of that stuff ends up being bits. Like, yeah, yeah, no, they're I, sort of pre-bits. Exactly. Well, that's that's what everything we do at mm-hmm. podcasts. Or, or you work out ideas that you Absolutely. might be able to take to a mic that you might be able to take to a show and you know, all yeah. that stuff. So that's everything where they can find you. Yeah, I mean, I run monthly shows, but I don't, you know, I don't have dates, so it's fine. Just, cool. you know, well, if you go me. on their, those sites, he'll be posting about them. For sure. Flyers and all that stuff. Yeah, the I bank episodes, so this might not be up-to-date information, but everything he just said is evergreen. So yeah, exactly. That's good. Uh, and as always, you guys know where you can find me, obviously. Stephabro on Twitter, at Stephabro93 on Instagram, Stefano Sanzo on Facebook, SanzoStefano at gmail.com. Did you get your Gmail out on here? Should I not? Okay. I don't know. Okay, well, I can't, it doesn't matter. I already did. I already sure did. did. So, yeah, it sure, it sure did. Well, what, what are you going to do, man? Um, thank you so much for having me, dude. Oh, thank you for coming on. And as always, everybody, drink more water and be nicer to each other. <laughs>